You're listening to Tech Talk Central. This is Venetia Kiritsi from 4YFN in Barcelona. I have with me Paul Gailey Albuquerque from EveryWOA. It's a 360 video smartphone apps new company, very, very baby company. Hi, Paul. Tell us about EveryWOA. Hi, thanks. Um, well, EveryWOA, as you say, baby company, we're 10 weeks, uh, 10 weeks young. We're part of the Numa Accelerator first season here in Barcelona, and we work in 360 video and VR apps, uh, mobile VR and middleware. So tell us about uh, EveryWOA. Tell me about the wonderful things you do, like we talked before about stitching video in real time and helping us journalists in addition to uh, other audiences. Okay, so one of the prime areas that we offer benefit for, for in 360 video is uh, instant real-time stitching through smartphone methods. So we take consumer 360 cameras and use them in professional settings by accelerating the stitching, the real-time stitching that we can do in a smartphone environment. So, for example, in the case of uh, directors on set, they can view what their production rigs are, are viewing without any delay. Uh, instant stitching uh, without any Wi-Fi transfer. So we bypass Wi-Fi and obtain a, a real-time 360 video preview resolution video immediately through smartphone. And you, you were telling me before that you also have the software that helps with the sound to make it more professional in addition to using just the mic from the smartphone, correct? Well, in that case, I, I'm, I was referring to the... The, 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 the software that we use at the moment to actually take, for example, a 360 stream onto social platforms, the, the nascent platforms like uh, Periscope and Facebook 360. Um, we've now enabled live watermarking for journalists and organizations that need to further brand or enhance those live streams that they're doing. And via the, um, via the middleware that we, we produce there, we allow external audio sources to complement Um, the, the, the production rather than depend on, for example, the, the microphone of the 360 camera. So, every WOA, how do you see it changing or disrupting how I use my smartphone? Um, we're talking before about the platforms like Facebook and Periscope that have now gone into 360 video and I'm assuming, <coughs> I'm assuming a lot will follow in the future. So how will every WOA go in and change how I use it and why is it great? So, well, there's a, whole, there's a whole new breed of 360 consumers cameras that have come on the market this year and have dramatically uh, sort of reduced the, the entry-level um, price for users to, to use these cameras. Now, there's various levels of quality, evidently. There's clip-on cameras. There's, um, you know, there's more sophisticated one-shutter operation cameras. But the whole... The whole fact that the ability for end users to publish 360 easily on these platforms is quite a dramatic in change in, just in the last year. Um, we've seen that in the, case of, in the case of Periscope, it's just, in fact, only, I think there's only one camera that's officially enabled. Um, but that is evidently going to change. And what we offer is enhanced workflows for journalists or, or, or brands that are publishing in a live environment and have to do or have different requirements that are, that are different to, 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 to end users. So this may be you know, live watermarking, annotating, um, 
in addition to the live broadcast that they're taking from the 360 camera, including another 360 still or mixing another 360 feed, um, and being able to do this on the fly on a mobile uh, on a mobile workflow on a Mojo workflow, as it were, um, and that's very much the the way that production is working now. Production, editing, and distribution is is entirely going mobile. So we concentrate on the smartphone app delivery of that, and we make you know VR apps to to work in those circumstances. Okay, so um, keeping it true with the namesake of the event. Where do you, you're still a baby company, 10 weeks. Where do you see every WOA four years from now? Every WOA four years from now? Well, <coughs> I mean, every WOA comes from that expression of awe the first time that you try 360 or VR, if you like. And, um, you know, it still elicits that kind of reaction to those that haven't tried it. And there are many, there are, you know, many, many users that still haven't tried it. We're really only in the, in some respects, the first year of mainstream uh, VR, if you like. I think this year there's going to be, um, a huge uptake of mobile VR with the more powerful smartphones um, to 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 push mobile VR, and uh, the way that we see it is that there's a whole wealth of opportunities here, or for content creators and and content creation in 360 VR is you know it's still quite a tedious and difficult thing to do, um, and so any tools that can enable the production quicker and easier, um, I think are very welcome. So we're working with, you know, brands and broadcasters who are experimenting with 360 and VR increasingly uh, to, to reach their audiences. We also produce white label 360 VR players, if you like, for those that wish to publish in a, in a controlled environment where they can have their entire portfolios displayed. Um, and I think one area there that's, that's becoming increasingly important is, is audio and spatial audio because spatial audio in, in 360 and in VR really makes a dramatic difference. Because it's part of the senses. That's really what gets you, I think the sound is what really gets you integrated into the other space, the other mentality of virtual reality, really. It's, it's, um, image is one thing, but I think the sound comes. And then in the future, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to have smell and... and yeah, that, that, that does exist already. Um, I mean, there is a... There's always been a, a slight polemic between you know, the, the, the strict definition of VR and 360, but 360 alone, the spatial sound is greatly, greatly enhanced experience. Um, and, and yes, positional, um, positional immersive experiences in, in virtual reality are fantastic, but the production and, and the time to produce those is, is a different order of magnitude to, if you like, casual or shorter, shorter productions in 360. So... I think, um, you know, I, I think the whole production of uh, 360 VR video is just, it's just increasing all the time. And, uh, you know, th there's going to be lots of big franchisee uh, productions this year as well that are really going to raise the profile of this. You know, some notable Hollywood names are now producing old classics and they're taking clips of this into 360. You know, I, I know I think Spielberg is... Is doing a 360 film there is you know some really big names behind things there as well so that's really going to help but whenever technology enables uh new avenues to explore creativity we we know from history that especially um creators like steven spielberg and and other pioneers in cinematography and and animation just 
grab the opportunity and go for it and and then even exceed the expectations of the the creators of the software or or of the technology itself yeah i mean evidently there is a there's an issue around the whole sort of film grammar how much does the the 360 experience change the narration of a film and, and that's kind of disruptive in, in some ways but uh, I mean aside from the editorial because we work purely on the, on, the, on the software side and the software tools creation side uh, there, there's, a, there's a vast amount of changes that are going on that are making the whole production of, of 360 and VR video a lot, a lot easier so our, our concentration is to do that in the, in the mobile arena on the smartphone powered arena so giving people the power in their hands without having any external tools, just using their phone. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a, for example, one of the first apps we produced was, um, it was a relatively simple one function operation app, which just allowed anyone who had edited 360 video to prepare it for upload to, to Facebook or YouTube because they require what's called metadata that will tell the player to, to play it back spherically. Well, typically, any editing software um, strips out this metadata from the raw 360 video that the cameras typically produce. I want to say typically, I mean, the, the consumer 360 cameras are a multi-array rig. You would have to inject this metadata afterwards. But what we did is we, we produced um, a smartphone app which would allow continuation of mobile editing of 360, even casual 360 for those users to publish and update without having to go to desktop so that was the first uh, the first app that we did some some months back and since then in the 10 weeks that we've been with numa we've released um as i say white label vr player apps for creator studios and are now working with brands and broadcasters on on these tools and on these custom workflows to to to, to enable them to reach their audiences in different ways so i know you're still baby <clears throat> everyone is still a baby so what stage are you funding-wise? So we were a season one uh, NUMA startup, which was um, a fantastic period of mentorship and acceleration over some, as I say, 10, 11 weeks now. Um, that was a seed investment at 30K. And we're a team of three. We're based uh, in Spain, in Barcelona, uh, although we're sort of highly mobile and we're now at the stage where we are planning a commercialization of our um, the products we have today so we're you know in, in a fundraising round of some 300,000 euros to accelerate product innovation and reach our our product our product goals and our marketing goals for, for the next year and a half Paul is there something you wanted me to ask you and I didn't something you, you wanted me to ask me um, well no, I think I think you've covered I think you've covered everything actually. Uh, so, I mean, maybe I could ask you: Have you have you broadcast yourself ever in 360? Was that something you considered, or do you see it as perhaps only suitable to certain circumstances? There is this issue about: Well, is it necessary? You know, or where is it actually of, of real benefit to, from a journalistic perspective, to to film in 360? And I think a lot of that is still being understood by many, many of the creators, even, you know, whether it's, whether it's journalists or whether it's documentalists, you know, when is the, the moment that it's necessary or beneficial to, to change the format? Well, the interviewee interviewing the interviewer, I like it. You, you turn the tables on me. To answer your question, yes. Um, for uh, uh, not only for work, 
but because I have a vast network of friends and family in, in, in a lot of different countries, I usually uh, video experiences like something I see, a trip I take, birthdays, uh, anniversaries, things like that. And I would do that in 360 because I try to do it as best I can with Facebook Live and, and with Periscope to give the people I'm communicating with a sense of what I'm experiencing at the, at the moment. Um, also, uh, obviously professionally, you know, for interviews and stuff, especially when you're doing something in a space like 4YFN where it's very visual, it's very lively uh, and you want, sound can only take you so far and you really want your, your listener to get a sense of what you're experiencing and, and bring that to them wherever they are. And finally, I would uh, say and, and propose to you also in, in, in terms of digital health, 360 video would probably uh, open some doors for you in terms of telemedicine, in terms of uh, maybe surgeries or educating uh, you know, future surgeons or future doctors. So there are uses for it beyond recreation. Oh, oh yeah, very much so. Um, I was previously involved in a project. Uh, we did a wearable surgery uh, event with a doctor. The doctor was filming, in this case, we were filming with, with, with glass, uh, Google Glass. They were filming an operation that was being streamed, and the patient was an elderly patient. She wore um, a headset, a DK1, an Oculus DK1, and she had a customized film experience to soothe her nerves because she was under local anesthetic and not general and it clinically reduced her you know her, her, her rates that so she could be um, operated on successfully and and their virtual reality was was used in a clinical environment um, for an elderly patient that was operated on so yes there's evidently lots and lots of uses you know well beyond uh, news and entertainment Thank you very much for your time, Paul. Paul Gailey Albuquerque from Everywalk. Best of luck to you. This is Venetia Kiritsi from Tech Talk Central, broadcasting live from 4YFN. You're listening to Tech Talk Central 